welcome to Rorschach, your reality. This is your host, Hannah Hassler, and I'm so excited that you are joining us today. Uh, we have some wonderful conversation about what it looks like to really care for yourself, to implement some different self-care practices without getting lost in just trying to recreate what everybody else is doing. And of course, that's connected to our own uh, sense of self-awareness, getting to know ourselves better so that we can really meet our needs and live the best lives possible. Thanks so much for joining us. Our guest today is Angelina, and I am super excited to have a chance to talk with her a little bit about who she is and what she is doing in the online space. Uh, So Angelina, could you start by just sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, and what you do? Oh, of course. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes. Um, but yeah, my name is Angelina. I'm Angelina Anzalone for my full name. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Um, a lot of people say here in New York and think New York City, but I'm actually Western New York and Buffalo. Nice. Um, basically about me, um, you know, my, I quote unquote say my day job is really in community relations and marketing for a local nursing home. And then by night, I'm a blogger. Um, basically I created a blog to share practices of, I mean, you know, gratitude and things about my life that I just had gone through that I feel, you know, can help others and let them know that they're not alone. So really, you know, it's my passion just to help others grow and, you know, work through any struggles that they may have. Oh, I love that. And, and I think that's so necessary and, um, some people, I think, are a little bit afraid that blogging or, or pretty much anything online is oversaturated or, or too much. But I think everybody has such an individual, not only story, but perspective about their story and, and way of sharing their story. So I love when people are willing to invest some time and energy into putting that out there into the world because it, it really does make a difference. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see, you are here because you've experienced some shifts in your own mindset that you're willing to talk about, which is super exciting. Uh, would you be able to start by sharing maybe a low point or a time of life when you were maybe just really struggling with your own mindset? Yeah, so um, basically for the majority of my life up until about two and a half, almost three years ago now, I noticed that it was just a very negative environment, whether it was my home life or I grew up a gymnast and a dancer. So in that aspect, and even, you know, like the teachers and, you know, peers I was surrounded with in my schooling as well. And through all of that, just the general negativity and a lot of pain through difficult circumstances at such a young age, um, really, for example, um, being a gymnast, I was a competitive gymnast, um, extremely competitive, actually. I, you know, was always had the pressure to look perfect and be perfect. And, mm. you know, so that kind of transformed into um, me being diagnosed with um, anorexia and also bulimia. So it was like a two-in-one whammy <laughs> type thing. And, you know, just kind of struggled on and off with that throughout my life, um, you know, being just never good enough in those aspects. And then it kind of carried out into my home life as well, where, you know, I just never felt good enough. And by the time, you know, I really thought I had a handle on everything, I actually found out um, that I was pregnant and miscarrying that pregnancy Uh all in the same day. 
So, you know, the mixture of the two really just brought me to that low point, um, you know, where all that happened. Um, my boyfriend at the time, when I found that out, decided to kind of just go MIA within the same day without even, you know, knowing about any of this. So it, it caused me to go into a deeper depression than I was already in, which I didn't know was possible. <laughs> and really just each day, it felt like I was just kind of being sucked into that black hole a little bit more and more. So that was probably the lowest point. Um, but I'm happy to say, you know, I've definitely have grown out of that and have moved past that. And now I'm at a point where I can, you know, share my story and hopefully help others go through similar situations. Hmm, yes. And oh, thank you so much for being willing to to share that both in your blog and, and on podcasts and different channels, because I think so many people have similar have similar feelings. Um, and, you know, even oh, yeah. when you say, gosh, like, like things were already bad and then all of a sudden they were worse like who knew mm-hmm. <laughs> who knew it could get worse yeah, yeah. Um, and I <laughs> think so often we feel so trapped and alone in that so it's so powerful when other people are willing to say hey like not just you like me too mm-hmm. um, yeah so I love that. yeah and it's something you know a lot of us wish we had someone you know similar to us and we just don't know where mm-hmm. to look so it's you know I kudos to everyone you know that puts their story out there Yes. Oh, so true. Um, so a lot of times when we're going through, you know, these sorts of struggles, we tend to fixate a little bit on external conditions, right? Like if this person wasn't in my life, if I had a different kind of relationship, if, you know, even, you know, kind of with the eating disorder pieces, focusing on the food and the eating or the calories or the not eating, like kind of all of these different external things that are easy to, mm-hmm. to really put our, our focus on. Um, at what point did you realize that it wasn't just like external conditions that needed to change, but there were things, you know, inside of yourself, uh, specifically with your mindset that you needed to change? Yes. So basically, um, with all that was happening in that time, um, my coping mechanism was not great in those moments, um, turned a lot to like alcohol and things like that. Um, you know, like just trying to drink some pain away, that type of thing. Um, and it's just like, I kind of woke up one day and realized, you know, like this is not okay. Um, really just the point to where I was disgusted with myself and I knew if I didn't do something to pull myself out of the road and the road I was going down that, you know, it wouldn't have ended up good and I probably wouldn't be alive today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just knowing that and the thoughts that kept like coming into my head um, day in and day out, just, I knew they were not healthy and it was terrifying to just like wake up and have that realization and not really know where to turn So, you know, I felt as though at that point is when I really needed to like dig deep down and, you know, just know that it's coming from within and that like I have the power to control, you know, my thoughts and my feelings and Mm -hmm. that the external factors actually in those conditions just don't matter because at the end of the day, we're responsible for our own happiness and, you know, we can't let things outside of us, you know, have that determination on how we feel. Because at the end of the day, you know, we could always be in a worse off situation. Mm, So just to really be happy and grateful, just even be alive type thing. Yes. And I think we have so much power in that than we often, you know, recognize or even kind of give ourselves credit for. 
Mm-hmm. And at the end there, you kind of mentioned uh, being grateful. And I know from from both your blog and then also your your email list, I, I get your weekly emails, um, that you have a huge focus on gratitude. So what kind of brought that practice into your life? So basically that practice kind of started from that very morning that I woke up and realized I needed to make a change, you know, deciding enough was enough and, you know, really just doing my research to find ways to cope with, you know, what was going on in my life. Um, I've always been very like independent, sometimes to a fault where, you know, like I don't like to talk to anyone. I just rely on myself to get through things. And that was one of those times where I was relying on myself. So just doing a ton of research, reading various things online, following people like, you know, like Tony Robbins and Rachel Hollis and so on and so forth. And just kind of seeing like, you know, the practices that they were putting out there that they were doing and just kind of, I started implementing them and creating a routine to, you know, just figure out what worked for me and what made me feel good. And a huge part of that was gratitude, especially in the aspect of journaling daily. I actually journal anywhere from two to three times a day. And I can honestly say, like, if it wasn't for that, you know, who knows where I would be. I think it really, like, just truly saved my life. And from starting with that journaling and getting everything just on paper alone, it really opened up, you know, the doors for me just to find new practices and ways that, you know, I can be grateful and implement that. Oh, I love that. And and even mentioning, you know, kind of whether you're following someone like a Tony Robbins or Rachel Hollis or whoever, you know, kind of falls in your interest zone, like following them and, and looking at the practices that they're using and then like finding ways to implement them that make sense in your own life. Because mm-hmm. um, I oh, think, yeah. Some, yeah, sometimes it's like we either just we see these people and we have this sense of like, oh, well, I wish it could be like that for me and we do nothing. Or on the other extreme, we try to, you know, implement these really rigid sets of like, well, Tony says to do this, this and this, you know, and like, (laughs) we like kind of um, overcompensate by trying to do somebody else's rhythm and routine that, that they've established that works really well for them. But one of the reasons that works is because like intuitively and as people, <laughs> that's what has mm-hmm. resonated and connected with them. Um, so I love that you kind of mentioned, you know, taking those practices and implementing them in a way that makes sense for who you are as a person. Cause I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just in my opinion, it all just comes down to being, you know, as self-aware as possible. So if you're not aware of how, what you're practicing is having like what effect it's having on your life, really it's just, kind of like a regimen routine and you're going through it mindlessly, which defeats the purpose. So, oh, yes, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so keeping that in mind, right, that we're going to have to kind of tailor things to ourselves and in our own lives. Um, what are some tools or steps that you might recommend as a starting place for someone who's interested in establishing, you know, kind of an ongoing gratitude practice? Yeah. So I would say One of the biggest tools that I would recommend just to have a continuous practice of gratitude is to first and foremost, like when you wake up every day, um, the first thing just to tell yourself is that you're grateful to be alive to see another day. Because, you know, if you wake up and you don't start your day off grateful, 
and have that positivity going, chances are it's going to be a lot harder to get into. So definitely that. And like I mentioned before, find someone that you can follow and, you know, kind of look up to that, you know, has some great recommendations for practices and just don't be afraid to try new things. Um, You know, we, as humans, we are so reliant on our subconscious mind that, you know, it's very hard for us to stay in our conscious mind. I believe it's the statistics only like we use 5% of our mind is conscious that we're in. So really just to push to be more than that 5% and realize, you know, what your practices are doing for you and always finding new ways to implement them um, into your life even further and grow them and try new things. And then, um, you know, really is along with that, um, just not only being grateful for your life, but being grateful for, you know, others that are in your life currently have been in your life in the past and will be in your life in the future. Um, you know, cause you can't be where you are today without your past, no matter how good or bad that may have been. Um, and, you know, I think that's a really powerful thing and, you know, just to be grateful for everyone that you come across, whether it's a complete stranger and passing, you know, you'll never see them again or someone that may be in your life for a few years to, you know, the remainder of your life. Mm, Oh, that's so, um, that's so good. And something that I would maybe just add when you talk about trying, you know, trying some different practices, implementing some different, um, tools is that, um, you have some awareness about why you like or don't like certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, so for instance, like there have been things, you know, that I've tried with self-reflective exercises or, or journaling or different things that, um, I haven't liked, but, but the reason I didn't like them is honestly, because they were kind of what I needed (laughs) in Mm -hmm. terms of kind of digging deeper within myself and getting to the root of some of these things that were creating different issues in my life. And oftentimes it's like we develop habits, whether it's, you know, um, like exercising all of the time or kind of overeating all of the time, or Mm -hmm. we find these different ways to like expend our energy and kind of numb our thoughts down, you know, for some people that might be alcohol or drugs. And when we start to do practices that are actually intending to get us in tune with our actual thoughts and feelings and emotions and these deep rooted things, it doesn't always feel super like fun and good. (laughs) Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, man, if you start journaling or you start taking five minutes to just sit down and be quiet and reflect on yourself or, or whatever it is, and you, you may find like you don't like it, but I would just challenge you to kind of, honestly reflect on why you don't like it because it might be worth doing even if it's not your favorite thing for a while (laughs) yeah no I completely agree and that's so great that you brought that up I always tell everyone if you don't if you feel comfortable in the initial phases of it that means it's working (laughs) you know Uh, you want to bring those bad things out because the only way to move past them and not necessarily get over them, but grow from them is to, you know, come face to face and really nail down, you know, put the nail in the coffin for those issues, you know, recognize why they're happening or it's happened to you and then, you know, just move on. Yes. Yes. I love that. Like being willing to be uncomfortable and expect it to feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and, and just kind of have the grace for yourself to realize like, yep, this doesn't feel super good. So I probably need it. And I'm going to just, you know, (laughs) carry on. (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, on your uh, website, you had this quote that I, I really liked and appreciated, and I just want to read it here. There are three things that make our world go round. Motivation, gratitude, life. Uh, would you mind telling us just a little more about where that came from and, and what it means to you? Yeah, for sure. So um, basically, like, long story short with it, um, I truly believe that the three things, motivation, gratitude, and life all go hand in hand. Um, part of what's on my website is, you know, that gratitude is the glue that keeps us motivated to live or living a better life. So really just in order to become the best version of ourselves that we want to be and we know we can be, it's so important to, you know, be grateful because once we're grateful, we get in that positive state of mind and really peak and that helps us become motivated because we have a why behind our motivation at that point. And then if we're motivated, you know, we really like you really get that, not that force, but the energy to just take life by the horns and, you know, steer it in the direction that you want it to go in. And, you know, if you don't allow yourself to grow and have that gratitude to be motivated to grow, then you're kind of stagnant. And that's not where we want to be, especially if we're trying to get over, you know, some experiences or situations that we have gone through or maybe currently going through. Yes. And I think the beginning stages of stagnation can feel really safe. <laughs> um, so it can kind of feel mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I got into the I got into this calm area like I, I've done it. But again, that kind of goes back to that kind of just numbed out, going through the motions, often kind of harming ourselves in other ways. Um, so I, you know, I kind of love this cycle that's moving us towards like, hey, we don't want to be stagnating. We, we want to be growing yeah. and expanding and, and kind of bringing um, these other things into our lives and releasing things. And, um, and, and those things definitely all kind of tie together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, I always say it's never good to be comfortable in what you're doing. You should always feel a little bit uncomfortable because then you're growing. Yes, yes, it's so vital. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even kind of looking at your at your life with like, well, what things are feeling maybe a little bit too comfortable? Um, and, you know, what are mm -hmm. some ways that I can maybe upgrade them or dig into them a little deeper or, or push them to the next level? And, um I mean, I don't think every element of your life has to feel uncomfortable all the time. Often it kind of goes oh, yeah. in, in stages, but it's like, hey, if you have that area mm -hmm. that, that hasn't really been through a stage of discomfort in a while, <laughs> you may want to, you know, kind of mm -hmm. look into that because it might be the next place that you're going yeah, to spice it up a lot of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think the connection is between positivity and gratitude? Honestly, this is, I love this question. Um, I've gotten it a few times before, and it's probably one of my favorite ones to answer. But basically, positive, positivity and gratitude are really like two peas in a pod. Um, you know, the more grateful that we become for especially the little things in life, the more that we tend to have a positive outlook on life. So, you know, just like, the, like I mentioned before, being grateful to be alive to see another day or being grateful just to, you know, get that smile from someone walking past us on the street or that stranger holding the door open for us. 
it really creates that sense of positivity and almost like a sense of kindness and caring that in turn we, without even realizing it, pass on to others. And then that makes you feel even like 10 times better. And then, you know, you're grateful for their reaction. So it's really just like this ongoing continuous cycle between the two. And really without one, you won't have the other. Uh, I love that. And again, kind of back to that whole, uh, the so many things kind of travel in these cycles and are so connected one to the next to the next. Um, And I I think Mm -hmm. it's so important for us to kind of recognize that in our lives because, um, you know, with, with positive things or things that feed us in a, in a really good way, they're kind of these building blocks. And as you add another, the next one tends to come a little more naturally. Um, but the same goes for, for bad habits or things that kind of drag us down or, or have a, a negative oh, yeah. impact on us. It's like, yeah, once you put in one, the next ones come a lot more easily. <laughs> um, so you can kind mm-hmm. of create. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you, you might be building a really positive cycle or, or a not so positive cycle. But I think Again, mm-hmm. we have so much power within that to make adjustments. So if you can see, like, I'm in a really bad downward spiral here, you have the power to go, okay, you know what? I'm going to actually throw in a positive, you know, kind of building block and disrupt this cycle of negativity mm-hmm. um, and, and start making it a little bit easier for myself to actually develop some really positive, life-giving um, habits that are going to do more for me than what I'm doing for myself right now. So love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, if you could encourage our listeners with one piece of wisdom from your journey, what would you want to say to them? I would say, you know, just know that you're not alone. Um, even when it comes to the smallest things that we struggle with or bother us in life, just know that there's always someone out there that's willing to listen and, you know, give advice if it's warranted. And just really don't be afraid to talk to someone. You know, a lot of times we find it so hard to speak these things to our families and our friends and, you know, those that are close to us. And, you know, that's why there's people like me, like you and other people that are out there in the world, whether they're professionals or not, you know, just willing to listen. Mm. And if you want for them to like guide you along the way to just, you know, try to get out of that rut and see your true strength and, you know, show you that you are the strongest person, you know, and really that the universe or God, whatever you believe in, does not give us things that we can't handle. Hmm. Ah, that's so good. And um, I, I really hope that listeners will, will look for some ways in their life to get a little uncomfortable and start pursuing some of these different um different tools, strategies, steps to, to bring positive change into their lives. Um, so I'm, I love mm-hmm. what you shared about uh, today and I hope that it will be really helpful to someone. Um, if people want to oh, connect, me too. yes. If people want to connect with you in business or life, how can they find you online? So there's a couple ways, um, that, you know, anyone can find me. Um, First way would be through my blog. It is coffee with a splash of gratitude.com. I also have an email that goes along with that, very simple, similar to the name of the blog. It's coffee with a splash of gratitude at gmail.com. Okay. Or uh, through Instagram, probably would be the next best way. Uh, my handle is Ange Anzalone. Um, or you can just search Angelina Anzalone. Uh, last name is A N Z 
A-L-O-N-E, um, kind of where to spell. And really, I would just love to connect with anyone, whether, you know, it's just to listen or, you know, just build each other up, share some motivating and powerful and really positive things, you know, just to give you that extra push that you may need. Awesome. Thank you so much, Angelina, for coming on today, for sharing everything that you shared with us. And I will definitely put your links in the show notes so listeners can find you quickly and hopefully connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in with us today. As always, you can find me on the internet at www.rorschachyourreality.com. I also want to let you know that as 2019 starts to wrap up, I am finishing an interview series uh, with another set of lovely guests. And then starting next year, I'm going to go a little different direction with the podcast. So you can stay tuned for some more details about that. Uh, But through the rest of this year, you will continue to hear some amazing interviews with amazing guests. Thanks so much for listening.